1: Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman.
2: And I'm Lauren Mishkon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back
1: to you on the results. And on Friday, we're back in the studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, emails from our wonderful listeners and the Self-Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self-Care Club. Wellness, road tested,
2: the epilogue show. Hi, and welcome to Friday's epilogue show where we're taking a deeper dive into this week's practice
1: of self-love the high-fiving myself in the mirror i fucking loved it (laughs) it. i loved it i felt like an american cheerleader and i fucking loved it and it really lifted my spirits and i felt like a total twat whilst i did it but after as the week was going on i was getting much more into it because i was like you go girl i mean i was giving myself all these affirmations i was like you look fucking great you are rocking it your body is strong And I was just like, yeah, I was really feeling myself. It was great. So I've been desperate to know how you've been getting on with self-love since Tuesday, Lauren. Are you still doing it? Have you had any more thoughts after our very intimate personal chat? Well, a very
2: spooky thing happened this week. Which you know about because I phoned you the second it happened. You did, you did. <laughs> but for the sake of the listeners, I shall I shall tell the tale. So <laughs> I was finishing up on David Hamilton's book "I Heart Me," which we're doing for our book club, and in there he has a loving kindness meditation. And for those of you who don't know what a loving kindness meditation is, it is a saying. The saying is may blank, whoever's name is. So let's use Nicole. May Nicole be filled with loving kindness. May she be well, peaceful and at ease, happy and free of suffering. So you use that saying and you say it once for yourself. You say it once for a loved one. You say it once for a neutral person, someone who you like see around, but you don't really know, like your postman. You say it once for a difficult person who could also be a loved one, but is someone maybe you've got a challenge with, or you've been in conflict with, and then you say it for the whole world. So you do as many cycles of this as you want to do. And Nicole had said to me in the week that she was having trouble with a friend. They were having a bit of a conflict. And I thought, I read this and I thought, oh, that would be amazing. Maybe she she should do it. So I screenshotted it, sent it to you. And then while I'm sitting on the sofa reading the book, I thought, well, while well, I'm here, you know, I <laughs> might as, well, might as well. I've Got nothing to lose.
0: Well,
1: fuck all else to do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I did the loving kindness meditation. I did it for myself, I did it for one of my kids, I did it for the for my postman um and then <laughs> and then I did it for someone who I am having a bit of a challenge conflict with someone who is very close to me but I have not spoken to since July and I thought well you know whatever nothing to lose so uh, so I did it within the hour completely out of the blue he texted me oh, just just to say amazing I've been thinking about you I really want to start again I love you so much I, mean, I like,
1: you, it went cold. You, you must have been blown away.
2: I couldn't believe it. You know, I am not the loving-kindness meditation type. <laughs> You're really not. You're not a meditation type, <laughs> I let alone anything else. I'm not a loving-kindness type, let alone a meditation type. But my
1: God, it was, it was incredible. And also, I don't believe in coincidences at all. So there's no way that that was just purely coincidental you haven't spoken to them since July no. and I am very of the thought that energetic uh good feeling putting that out into the world just brings it right back to you and yeah. I had I did the same thing I mean I didn't sadly I didn't get the same response as you but about a year ago when I was uh, I fell out with a very old close friend of mine which I've spoken about many times on here and my coach encouraged me that when I was having negative, like upsetting feelings to just energetically send her loving kindness and send her good thoughts and good feelings. And I still do that sometimes with her. And it forget how, it, how she responds to it. That's kind of none of my business. But all I know is it's very powerful for me because it gets me out of that, that negativity and that, that kind of toxic thought process. It's amazing. It is. There's also
2: a really short one. That I used to use years ago if ever you are feeling sort of bad juju towards another person you just what's say ju-ju, what's juju like bad bad energy bad vibes you know towards someone else you don't want to <laughs> suck that stuff in because it's so bad for you so you just say yes I forgive you and I release you with love that's it and you just say it over and over and over until actually you mean it
0: Oh so real now good that's one. all
1: gorgeous you're doing exactly what you did on Tuesday when we spoke. You're completely deflecting and you're putting all this beautiful, loving energy over to everybody else. And I want to know how it's sitting with you. Well, the thing is, that made me feel so good.
2: That was wonderful. I, I don't have conflict in my life. I don't have rows with friends and blow ups and things. It's just not, it's, you know, I'm not living in the real housewives. Everything's very like calm. and and nice so this was something that was giving me pain and upset and sitting heavily on my shoulders so I would say is it self-love is it just a a, a lovely release of anxiety I don't know but I would say I definitely
1: feel better it's a gift to the other person firstly because it's a lovely thing to do and it is in turn a gift to you I think is what you've learned through this yeah. If I if I'm allowed to sum it up on your behalf. You are. You are. <laughs>
2: please, please tell me how your week of, of self-love has gone since since we've been practicing it.
1: Um, It's it's been good. I've actually realized that I'm not that unkind to myself anymore. I don't really have horrible thoughts about myself. And if I do, I, I very much get them quite quickly and say, no, don't say that Um, because I'm doing it with my daughters all the time. So, I'm very aware of it in my own head. And I've had coaching for many years, and I am a coach. So, I am kind of trained to think in that way. Um, the one area that I really struggle to put myself first is in my friendships. Um, mm. And to be able to say that I am going to prioritize me, I'm going to prioritize what I need over you. Uh, I don't know why that is such an edge for me, but but it is. I always want to do something for my friend or I always want to make it better for my friend if I can. And so prioritizing myself feels selfish. You know, I'm falling into that same old trap yeah. that people yeah. fall into. But interestingly, I don't find that in my marriage. I'm not like that with Adam. Um, I'm not particularly like that with my children. I do very much prioritize myself and look after myself because I feel that it's of service to them too. Um, And I, and I just, that's kind of something that I've been questioning and grappling with. I don't really have anything definitive around it, but I just thought it was interesting. Like, why can I do that with Adam? But I can't do that with my girlfriends. Perhaps there's a safety there. There's a security there that I feel with Adam and not with my girlfriends, but then my girlfriends I've had in my life for years and years. And I, I do think that the friend that I fell out with last year, like you, I don't really have a lot of conflict in my life. And if I have it, it, it sits so badly with me yeah. and it, it disturbs my entire inner peace. Yes. And, <laughs> and I think that with her, what I did was I very much stood up for myself. I felt that it was, um, it was a friendship where I couldn't be me anymore and, or being me wasn't, celebrated and it wasn't encouraged. So I had to kind of play it small and play it quiet and dumb down all the stuff that I was doing because she just, I don't know why, I still don't know why, but that's how I felt. I think that's really affected me in how I show up in my friendships now. I'm very scared to really show up because made you cautious. Last time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you and I had something last week where I was very, I felt I felt some, about something very, very strongly. And we had a very, it wasn't an argument or even a disagreement. We just had a very strong discussion, didn't we? And I was sort of very passionate and very activated in that. And then afterwards, when I put the phone down, I was like, I went through a whole like, I went through a whole fuck of, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And you shouldn't have shown up in that way. And what does she think this, And what does she think? All this shit. And then I got a lovely text from you telling me that you were so pleased we were partners. And there were certain things that you just don't, you said, I I can't cope with the screaming and the shouting, but that's my stuff. That's not yours. But I'm so pleased that you're so passionate about everything. And I really admire you for it. And you said, if I may say that you are teaching me how to stand in my truth, much more so, or words to that effect. And I cannot tell you what that only meant to me, because I'd gone through this whole whirlwind of, well, here's me standing up in my truth and look what happened last time I lost a friend. And I suddenly was able to put all that anxiety away. So thank you for that oh. text.
2: Well, I'm very happy I was able to do
1: that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my self-love week. Um, it's been pretty cool, actually. Will you continue... To use it, I know it's a bit of a silly question, but look, I I will strive to. I I understand the benefits.
2: I have to get over the 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 cliche, the schmaltzy, the uh, uncomfortable feeling that it's you know a bit, bleh, and kind of <laughs> go with it as a positive a positive thing. So you know, like with many things, it's
1: a, it's an ongoing journey for me. Well, actually, that leads us very beautifully into what the listeners had to say about oh, week yes. on self-love because I did actually do a poll on Instagram that um, I asked what your thoughts are on self-love. And yes. the poll was cheesy and indulgent because oh. I know that that is something how people can think yeah. of self-love yeah. or vital for your well-being. Yeah. Now, after what you've just said, what do you think the results were? Seeing how you're so good on the results, Lauren. <sighs> I am going to go with like a 50-50 on this. I am so happy to say that you are wrong, because 90% on both, that's on both accounts, that's on my private account, my personal account, and the self-care club account, 90% said that self-love is vital for your well-being. Oh, I'm really happy to hear that. Me too. And I was really surprised, and I was really happy at the same time that people are holding it as something really important. So, Wow. That was brilliant, and then I and then I asked on Instagram, you know, what are your thoughts on self love? Anything you want to tell us? And then we had a few lovely responses of what people do and how they practice it. But there was one woman called Kimberly who really yeah. got my attention. Yeah, she said, "No" is a complete sentence. It's definitely a constant awareness for making the decision on what I can or cannot take on, and each day is very different. I agree how I feel and what I choose to commit to learning to be your own best friend is unconditional self love. And I just Mm. thought that was so beautiful. Mm. And then she went on to say, we hear about making time for reading or walks or baths and buying good smelly soaps and candles. But we so rarely hear about the true value, making yourself a priority and saying no to do so honors yourself and fills your soul. It builds self-worth and self-value. That is one thing This past year has taught me coming through on promises to myself, putting my own needs first and treating myself like I am my own best friend. It builds a self-trust and a respect. And that is the true value of (gasps) self-care. Kimberly, you wise, wise woman. Isn't that gorgeous? I think Um, we have a lot to learn from Kimberly. (laughs) Yeah. So I said to her, I'm going to read that out on the show with your permission. And she was so touched that I wanted to, um, I wanted to use her words on the show. She was like really blown away, actually, and really humbled. And and I thought you're probably one of the wisest women in most people's lives. And you completely underestimate yourself. Yeah, I bet
2: she is. Do you know what I particularly like about that is that she is she is doing exactly what she should be doing, as in she is doing it not out of ego, but out of compassion and out of knowing that that's the best thing for her. And and it
1: just yeah, I, I love that. And that's self-love it, at yeah. its finest, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. We have also had some emails in about criticism. Oh, last week's show. Yes. And yes. I had, I had to. I know that we're on a different show. Yeah. But the emails were so fantastic. Come on, had let's to. hear them. So, so um, Catherine says, yeah. hello, Lauren and Nicole. At work, I learned a useful way to give constructive feedback. It's memorable by this little phrase, E2C2. E, Hmm. evidence, I've noticed that. E, effect, and the effect of this is, and then you go on to the two Cs, C, continue. By all means, continue to do that. So let's go on the pots and the pans. Yes. The evidence, I've noticed that you put the pans the wrong way up. The effect of this is that the pans don't dry properly. I cannot believe that this has now gone on on, through to four shows. Yeah, Um, by all means, continue to put the pans the wrong way up. And the last C is change. However, I would really like it if you could change the way you put them up and put them the right way. So E two C two evidence. Nice. Continue change. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Lovely way to get yourself out of criticizing. We've had another listener who's spoken to us about criticism yes she would like to remain remain anonymous but she okay. has a great she has a great solution yes she says i have a new thing it's more cathartic and not at all aggressive as in gentle reminder to please do x and then if not i will do y okay example Gentle reminder to rinse the bath after you use it. If not, I will gather up the pubes and sprinkle them in your tea. Okay. (laughs) I'm finding this new approach quite productive. Or gentle reminder to please pick up the nails that you bite. Otherwise, I will cook them in your supper. (laughs) Oi. Gentle reminder to please pick up your underwear. If not, I will pretend I've washed them, fold them back up in your drawer, and you'll be wearing wee old dirty (laughs) pants. gentle reminder to please take plates downstairs or i will lick them clean and put them back in the cupboard instead of putting them through the dishwasher the good thing she says is i find it so amusing that i don't get myself wound up i love it i i truly hope
2: anonymous that these these people who leave their pubes their nails their dirty things there their under on the floor are your children i suspect sons and not your husband because if so my suggestion would be to find a new husband who doesn't do those things
1: <laughs> my favorite one was the dirty pants and um, oh i just thought it was absolutely brilliant so That is actually our week in full. That is a little (laughs) bit of criticizing as well. I hope that's been helpful. Um, As always, thank you for being in touch. Please keep your messages and your emails coming in to tell us your thoughts and experiences on the week's practice or any practices that you would like us to try or any practices that you are trying. You can email us at hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk or find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. We're going to take a short break and we will be back here for our wellness news flash
0: At Saks.com.
1: Stakhanov's award-winning football mockumentary, The Offensive, is available to listen to now. After securing Premier League survival last season, Ashwood City have a new boss. The new manager, Sen... Goran Eriksson.
0: I am delighted to be the new head coach at Ashford City Football Club.
1: But unfortunately, the same old chief executive. Oh, fuckity, fuckity, fuck, fuck. Stupid comments from an ex-player chanting, make Ashwood great again, big fucking deal. You know, if he thinks that any of those empty words have had even the slightest impact on Patrick Nolan, MBE, then he is dreaming. Stupid, big idiot, twat, fucking wank, wank. Follow Ashwood City on and off the pitch every Premier League match week I can't even get easy peelers in my local MS at the moment Sven Let alone a fullback from Real Sociedad
0: I just have a list of players I'd like to bring into your squad
1: <sighs> Okay well let me know when you have a list of players you'd like to bring out of the squad Described by The Guardian as a must-listen for football fans. We lied about the corona test result. We isolated our two informed players to stop them playing for England and now we've asked Man City Football Club to bribe the Premier League on our behalf. I didn't actually ask them to. I asked if they wanted to. It's the same fucking thing. Search The Offensive on your favourite podcast player and listen now. Wellness News flash.
2: So this week, Nicole, you are bringing me the wellness news flash. I have not seen it. I do not know what it is about. So I am looking forward to
1: it. We're going into the world of beauty. Last week we oh. did a bit of fashion Ooh. and now we're doing beauty for our wellness trend. Um, this is courtesy of the New York Times. Okay. In December, Sarah Carstens, a model and creator on social media, reached for a brownish lipstick and swiped it beneath her eyes where you would typically apply concealer, posting the footage to TikTok. The entire goal is to normalize dark circles, Miss Carstens, who is 19, she said in an interview. She wants them to be considered not ugly, but normal. Sometimes it can be beautiful, Miss Carstens said. Plus, we're Gen Z, we're tired all the time and we have bad sleeping schedules. Lauren, let's discuss that in a minute. Her Dark Circles video has been viewed more than 7 million times on TikTok since it was posted, and it has circulated on other social media platforms, including Instagram. Models, makeup artists, and other content creators have also emulated the cosmetic effect. Every few years, we have something like this where people get sick of beauty standards and kind of rebel, says Abby Roberts, a makeup artist and TikTok creator. Some experts think this trend is more than just a polarizing fad, though, and that it might actually say something about society and the moment that we are all living through. There's sort of a world of weariness that these younger women might want to be expressing through this. I mean, surely that's all women, but we'll discuss that in a minute, says Rachel Vinegarden, a beauty historian and author of the book Hello Gorgeous. There are some forebears of this trend, most notably Marchesa Luisa Cassati, an Italian heiress, amused artists including Man Ray, who famously encircled her eyes with coal, an act, Miss Vinegarden called, a middle finger to the expectation of women's beauty. But according to Miss Vinegarden, the dark circles phenomenon is distinct from unconventional beauty trends, including the French concept of jolie Lady, which refers to attractiveness that is aided by imperfections, flaws or uncommon features. During the plague, when people were trying to show they were healthy, Ms. Weingarten said they would rouge their cheeks. In World War II, women are still trying to appear to be beautiful. Today, women are wanting to express what they are going through right now in a visual diary or a tiny piece of immediate theatre, she said. She cautioned, though, that some extreme versions of this look might be a cry for help. Okay,
2: right. Let's I, I, I some... that... pick it. Right. I know I only have a sample of one person here. But I feel that's enough to say to you, this is a generational issue. I shall tell you for why. One day when we were recording on Zoom quite recently, I said to Blondine, our producer, oh, I said to all of you, you and Blondine, oh my God, look at my bags. And Blondine replied, I really like bags under the eyes. I think it can look mysterious. Now, she is much younger than us. And I think when you are young and cute and slim and naturally pretty and you need very little to kind of help that because the beauty of youth is the beauty itself, you can get away with that sort of thing. And I guess maybe it can look cute, but when you're pushing mid-40s like you and I, bags under the eyes, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Okay.
1: So that, that that's so you're my a, summary. So you're not going to get your brown lip liner and stick it under your eyes?
2: I'm definitely not because it took me at least six <laughs> minutes this morning to cover the, the 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 bags. So I'm not going to be like undoing that work because yep. I think at nearly 43, it, it, it is not going to be any form of cute or indeed mysterious. It's just going to be more sort of horror show.
1: I mean, I agree. I think this is a generational thing, but it's interesting that the the women's beauty standards are changing all the time and how I like that they're trying to normalize it. I think that's great. I think it's great that we don't have to be these perfect models all the time and that actually real women do have bags under their eyes, whether they're, I mean, she's 19. How bad can her fucking bags but be? That that's was, she has to this, draw them on. Right. But this is the point I'm making to you. When
2: you're 19, 20, 21, everything looks cute and fresh and young. And all these girls who are putting on, you know, I look at all these girls and all these shows with a mask of makeup. And actually, when you strip them back, when you see them first thing in the morning, when they wake up, how fresh and beautiful they look. They don't understand that the beauty is the youth. You don't they don't need all that. I find it the
1: contouring and the the
2: foundation. I'm like, just wash your face. You look stunning. You look young.
1: Yeah. But as I say, the youth is wasted on the young. And I cannot believe I just fucking used that. But it's true. It's bloody true because you have a different perception. Can we just talk about quickly, though, The we're Gen Z, we're tired all the time. We have bad sleeping schedules. So let's just like show that off. Well, why are you tired all the time? Why do you have bad sleeping schedules? Listen to our fucking show and then you won't have bad sleeping schedules, right? They they could. They could indeed (laughs) listen to our show. And I think maybe we need to do a show on sleep, maybe to help them out. We're going to, but why Why does this generation not sleep properly? Why? Because they are a much
2: more anxious generation than we are. Uh, why is that? Do they have more to be anxious about? A lot of them have a lot of social anxiety because I think a lot of time is spent on a screen and not out in the real world. Uh, do they have it that bad or are they snowflakes? I don't know. I mean, we could probably do 25 podcasts. I'm um, sure there are that.
1: 25 plus podcasts on it. <laughs>
2: There probably are, but I, I know that that generation there is a lot of generalized anxiety, social anxiety, insomnia. They they are a lot less kind of laissez-faire than our lot. Don't know what laissez-faire means, but I do know that they do They'll just kind of suck it and see.
1: You know, they need trucking. Truck it. They need the self-care club. They do. Should we get on with our book club? Let's.
2: It's the
0: book club.
2: Every week in Friday's epilogue show, we will be discussing our book recommendation of the month. This month we are reading I Heart Me by David Hamilton.
1: So, how are you getting on with the book? I finished it. Oh, of course you have. I don't have to finish it until next week when we speak to David Hamilton himself. And I always do everything yes. last minute. Woohoo! And they call that a last a last minute Lulu. Do they? Who's they? Yes. Well, they. Who's they? Them. Who's they? Them out there. Them out there. (laughs) The last minute Lulu Club. That's them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I haven't finished it. I am loving it. I sat down on my bed on Saturday and I, about an hour, and I sat and read, and it was joyful. Um, And there's one part that has spoken to me, and it's pretty much what I spoke about earlier in the show. Um, when he talks about authenticity and not speaking up for yourself. And he says, many people live most of their life on other people's terms, trying to please everyone, always trying to be what others want them to be. They'd like to believe they're just being polite. That's what we tell ourselves, isn't it? But when it comes down to it, most of us are simply afraid of not being liked. David, I can't tell you how much I agree with you. If we're not liked, we don't belong. And all of us need to belong. We can tell ourselves that we're happier on our own, but given half a chance to be part of something, we'll jump at it. And then he says, of course, it's true that some people could choose to move out of our life, but if that does happen, it leaves space for new people to come in. Wouldn't you rather have people in your life who love the real you rather than the people who liked what you were pretending to be? It's been said that you shouldn't try to get others to like you. If you're yourself, the right people will come into your life. People who love the real you. Anias Nin wrote, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. If you want people to see your beauty, look for theirs. If you want people to know who you are, show interest in them. I mean, this whole chapter blew me away. And I know I yeah. said quite a bit of it. Yeah. Going back to what I said earlier, you know, and, and I have lived that. I have lived where I've tried, pretended to be somebody I'm not in a close relationship And it tore me up. It tore me apart. And even the removal of that person, even as she exited my life, I was torn apart, even though I knew she was bad for me, even though I knew she didn't respect the real me. But, but, and here's the magic piece. The minute she was gone, within four weeks, you walked into my life. And if that chapter that I've just read out, if if that doesn't define that chapter, then I don't know what does. And I will always Uh, It it just taught me so much that actually standing up for who you are will bring those right people in because you've brought nothing but joy and pleasure to my life. You're making me feel very emotional now. No, but but it's true. And she just and the other girl just robbed me of it. She brought nothing good. You see,
2: when we were talking about the text message I sent you, you missed a bit out. I said to you in the text message, I accept you for who you are. Yes. And I do.
1: Thank you. That's lucky because I'm too tired to be it is lucky, else. isn't it?
2: <laughs> well, I just took one line from um, David's book this week. I mean, there is a very fascinating chapter on body image, which I really liked. Um, but I think otherwise we're just going to be reading a whole book and I, I would like people to, um, to read it for themselves. <laughs> but I really like this phrase. I am not my accomplishments and creations. Regardless of whether I win or lose, succeed or fail, the truth always remains that I am enough. Oh,
1: oh. He's got such a Love beautiful it. style of writing. And throughout the book where he does the, he's got three stages of self-love. I am not enough. I've had enough. And I am enough. And, yes. and he talks about that throughout the whole book, doesn't he? of all the stages, the different stages that you go through when you're sitting in, I am not enough. I've had enough and I am enough. It's just beautiful. Actually can't wait now to talk to him next week. I'm so excited to have him back on the show. So much, so
2: much to ask him, (laughs) so much to ask him. Let us talk about what we are doing for ourselves this week, for our self-care, what you're watching, what you're doing, how
1: you're feeling, Nicole oh i'm going into this very cautiously lauren mishcon Ooh. right can we just discuss the puzzle club just for a moment or yes, yes. <laughs> yes. shall i keep it shall yes. i keep it to myself no, you are my new little dissectologist friend.
2: Do you know what a dissectologist is? You are such
1: a cow. That's where I was going with what? it. Because we've obviously both done the fucking <gasps> research, haven't we? Yes. And I was going to say you. I can- have. T- yes. <laughs> That's the definition of someone who enjoys jigsaw puzzle assembly is a dissectologist. Yes. So you can just call me. Yeah. dissectologist. Mm-hmm. This is from now on. I will. I already had that written down. (laughs) I have written down here, my little dissectologist friend. I've nearly finished my puzzle and I have Have a thousand piece puzzle. I have nothing but pleasure and joy from it. It's been wondrous this week. I've loved it. So fuck you. I've loved it. Um, I also checked the benefits. Of doing a puzzle? Yes. So did I. Come on, you didn't. I've got ten. I've got Come ten. On. You do. You do it then. Go on. Okay.
2: Okay. I mean, I have to say, Nicole, I, I do feel differently about Puzzle Club <laughs> now that I have done my puzzle research. Okay, listen to this. There are ten benefits. It is complete brain exercise. It works the left and the right hand sides of the brain. Both have to work together when you do a puzzle, which increases your cognitive function and can prevent Alzheimer's. Two. Better visual spatial reasoning. That means you can be a better parker. Not you, but one. I'm a very good parker. Three. I am too. Although my children say otherwise. Three. Greater attention to detail. It makes us more precise. Improves the quality of our work. It improves memory. Increases your mental speed and thought process. This is a good one. It increases your IQ. If you do a (laughs) puzzle for 25 minutes a day, you can raise your IQ by four points. Jesus. Yep. It increases your productivity by improving your concentration. It puts you in a better mood. Every time you place a jigsaw piece in the right place, you get a dopamine hit. Yes. The same as an Instagram like. Love it. And and it decreases our stress. Your brains go from awake to alpha. And that is the state when you're dreaming. So you are giving yourself all these gifts. I am. Gladly, okay, and, and so you can't now. And you're, you know you're gone. I won't tease you anymore. You know you're not alone. Do you know that jigsaw puzzle sales a hundred million pounds in 2020 on jigsaw
1: puzzle sales? Oh, you really did the research. I love that we both really did, did. did research. Okay. We should have probably discussed that.
2: I know we should. We should. Do you know that it they proved so popular that makers ran out of stock in spring and before Christmas and. If you can guess the two (laughs) most popular jigsaw designs, I will give you
1: £100. Oh. Come on. It's not a vagina, is it? No, no. This is the two most popular UK
2: jigsaw designs. It's not a vagina. As in the picture on the puzzle. Correct.
1: Yes. Cats? Uh -uh. (laughs) Well, give give me a clue at least. Is it nature related? Give me a clue. One is. One so, is, yeah. One is trees. Eh, eh. <laughs> are you going to give me any clues? Or are you just going to... One is... <laughs> that's <They're> so random. <laughs> I mean, you've got to like... All of a sudden, I'm supposed to read your mind over Zoom. I mean, that's just what going okay, you're, ne- <laughs> you're never going to get it. Okay. One is a cozy garden chef. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the second one is... The
1: Scarborough seafront. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hold up. Do you love it? I, I feel that you set me up, is what I think. Because, but do you know what? Well, yeah. how was I ever going to get the Scarborough seafront? <laughs> I don't know, but who's buying this? I mean, it's so random. <laughs> it's so random. So that's our, that's our week one puzzles.
2: It. Puzzle Club, Puzzle Club, I know the benefits of Puzzle Club.
1: (laughs) You've actually written another verse.
2: Oh, yes, I wrote it. It took hours in my composing room.
1: I know the science of Puzzle Club. going to be a number one I, hit. I literally just had a vision of all these women coming on in like top sparkly hats across the stage as you're sitting As uh, a club, as a, a club. You know, like a 1920s yeah. Yeah. show. Yeah. Right, just tell me what you've been doing for your self-care this week. Come on.
2: Um, okay, I'll tell you. I mean, you can take the piss out of me. You're you're welcome to. I've returned I don't to the worry. garden centre. I'm ready Woo-hoo. to. Oh. woo Okay, one of the few places that's still open. I wanted to get some spring bulbs. I wanted to pimp my front doorstep up. You know what is more hopeful than daffodils, hyacinths, snowdrops, crocuses? A great reminder that life renews, replenishes. That hope's on the way. Well, a vaccine, a, a vaccine that works is more is more hopeful. No, no, that that is more hopeful. But I mean, you know, on an everyday basis, if I ever do open my front door. I'd like to see a little bit of hope springs eternal. If I
1: ever do, you know, I front door <laughs>
2: you know. Also, I have been binge watching the investigation BBC iPlayer. It is a new Dutch crime drama. That tells the true story of the young Swedish journalist Kim Wall, who was murdered
1: on a submarine. Fucking hell, you, you that story? like some Dark shit. I listen to the yeah. Apology Line, which, by the way, is an amazing yeah. podcast, but yeah. it's really yeah. Yeah, yeah, dark yeah. and it's really creepy. Yeah, I listen to that when I go to sleep. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. So I'm just putting that out there for the, for your self-care recommendations for people that like things a little bit twisted and sinister, then listen to Lauren. Yes, (laughs) yes,
2: yes. But the thing is about the investigation, it's very gripping and it does not glorify the murderer. In fact, you never see the murderer. In fact, you don't even hear the murderer's name, which is very different from the stuff that we put out here in the UK where it's all about the murderer and then you have to ask yourself the moral question of if that's okay or not. And there's also a podcast called Behind the Investigation, if you are really into this story. And it leads me in a perfect, seamless segue into next week's practice, which also comes from our Northern European friends.
0: Oh,
1: I like how you did that. Some might call you a broadcasting professional. Thank you very much. Do you know what we're doing next week? Oh, come on, tell me.
2: We are doing... Nothing, literally, nothing. We are embracing Nixon, the Dutch art of doing nothing, and it is trending everywhere right now. And I cannot wait to try it. So we just sit and do nothing,
1: or stand and do nothing. Correct, correct. You know that's like my idea of hell. You know, like your that's that, I this can't is my wait. Of Couch to Five K. I cannot wait feel like this nixon that's hard i don't i don't that's gonna be awful okay well fine so we'll come back and we are going to report back on nothing and we will have nothing to say and we're gonna have no content because there's nothing to talk about have you thought this through i find it unlikely
2: the fa- the thought of you and i having nothing to say <laughs> i think is almost impo- i mean our husbands would be fucking delighted if that was the case for a
1: week but i i find that as unlikely. i always say to my husband if you wanted a quiet life you wouldn't have married me so suck it up true that yeah <laughs> true that thank you
2: so much for listening we hope you enjoyed the show if you like what we do here and want to be part of the club or indeed puzzle club please follow us on our social media platforms at self-care club pod and leave us a review on apple Podcasts. it truly does help us out and we read them and we love them And if you end up trying out any of our practices or have something you would like to say or share with us, you can also email us at hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. See you next Tuesday.
1: This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.